reacts season nope season one still season one episode three uh to coordinate with episode three of yellow jackets on showtime my name is emmy mcdonald i'm here with my co-host alex martin hello what an episode what an episode um should we just get right into it i think we should just jump in i feel like we have a lot to digest tons almost literally digest (laughs) interesting um so okay so this episode is called digestif um and uh we start with a cold open of coach ben in bed and staring uh we get a cut of jackie's hand i think her, her leftovers her corpse um then we get like the frantic cut of the girls eating Jackie and then we cut to Ben in a kitchen with a guy who is presumably his boyfriend they're cooking together and there's a kind of like VHS glitch over the whole thing um, which struck me as important and then obviously kind of turns out to be later on Um, then we cut back to the cabin it's like a pretty quick scene Um, we cut back to the cabin Nat is outside just staring at Jackie's corpse um Ty comes out and freaks out that something ate Jackie and she's like it must have been an animal an animal and Van says we ate her and Ty thinks like there's no way I would have done this and says she must have been sleepwalking there's kind of a discussion about whether or not Ty could have been sleepwalking because she and Van had a whole conversation and then Van delivers but to my mind was the first big line of the episode in which she says, Ty, you ate her face. And then Ty vomits and we cut to opening credits. Honestly, so much just happens in that first, I couldn't even even been five minutes. Yeah, huge, absolutely huge cold open this week. Absolutely huge. I mean, Ben. I mean, well, 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 you know, they kind of, more happens with Ben later in the episode, which we'll get to, but unwell. Very much so. Seemingly, you know, like, starving seems to be, like, having delusions. Um, But, God, it's, it's a bummer. Yeah. And you just, and, you know, the further you get, you're like, oh, you shouldn't have, what if you never got on the plane? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That really... That really hurt. For a, a moment, I was like, oh, is this, like, Ben in the future? Yeah, right. And then I pretty quickly, you realize no. And yeah. you're like, ugh. I feel like we don't get a lot of... This is our first real, like, Ben backstory, yeah. I feel like. Um, which is interesting, because it does feel like it's a little bit of, like, the emotional center of this episode. Yeah. Um, you know, that's really where we get the, like, the sadness element here. Um, everything else is just like full tilt. Everybody's freaking out about everything. Um, but yeah, you ate her face that, I mean, that might be the, one of the, like first, like the best line of the show so far. And Um, just delivered delivered, like perfectly. (laughs) So, okay. Um, moving on after the credits. Uh, Nat suggests taking Jackie's body to the plane and she gets kind of the okay from Shauna 
Um, which is interesting that that's sort of the dynamic that's been established now around Jackie is like, we're just going to get Shauna's okay on everything. Um, Ben makes a snarky comment where he says, at least if you bury her out there, it'll look like she died with the rest of them. And I immediately was like, Benjamin, you are not taking our advice to stay the fuck out of it. Like, don't, don't comment on the cannibalism. Don't, don't you like, no, don't do it. That's not going to work in your favor. Yeah. He is not long for this world. Um, then we cut to Nat present day. She's wandering the grounds at the cult. She has an exchange with Lottie like over a bulletin board. And then she wanders around the grounds and she gets to a building that has antlers on the outside. Obviously, you know, mm-hmm. perhaps a nod to the antler queen, etc. Um, it turns out to be Lottie's house. Um, and then we find out from Fort Girl that Lottie keeps her house locked. Um, which Nat kind of makes a comment about, oh, doesn't everybody here trust each other, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get a close, a tight shot of weird moss. So I still don't know what that is, but... Was it moss or was it like bloody? Or was it bloody moss? It looked bloody. (laughs) Is it all of the above? It looked like it was bleeding, um, which is interesting because... I, when Travis and Nat saw the moss that we were confused about in bleeding. episode one, I don't think it was not bleeding, um, but a weird moss has to be a through line. We I, can't just be seeing weird moss in more than one place. This is like, there's no way. Such a small detail of a scene, but I love that Nat, I think it's here, is drinking one of the smoothies. I was like, yeah. okay, she's like, well, and not into it, but she's like, oh, you know, like I'm not, she's not. She's Being no entirely really putting up too much of a fight to leave. Um, yeah. It's interesting. She's she's drinking the proverbial Kool Aid, uh, mm. um, you know, which is, and and you know maybe that'll play into it, right? Maybe that's part of the whole brainwashing scenario, whatever. But um, then we get a cut to Ty in the hospital, freaking out. Um, Sammy's asking if mom is going to die. Simone is like sitting upright in bed and bleeding from a head wound. And she says, is this what you wanted? Which is very creepy. Um, and then Ty wakes up and Simone is on a ventilator and the nurse basically says, you know, like, I think she says we're not out of the woods yet. Um, so Simone is in rough shape. Um, and then we see that Ty has drawn the girl symbol on Simone's hand. And I wanted to note that Ty says that, you know, and obviously part of it is that she says it to cover, but she tells the nurse, like, oh, it's for luck. Um, and I just wanted to call that out, being that we get a debate at the end of the episode about what the symbol actually is and what it's meant for. Um, so whether or not that's something that Taisa actually does believe right that like I mean and it might be true right that she sees it as a symbol for luck and she also sees it as something creepy and fucked that she definitely shouldn't be drawing on her comatose wife's hand um but I just thought that that was worth noting I when they show that I was like oh no they didn't even have to show when she said I like what you drew I was like I was like well we know what that like immediately like you're just like ah fuck like um, then we get Misty showing up to a marina to meet Elijah Wood. I, and I called him Elijah Wood all through the outline notes. And I, what is his name? I honestly I don't, don't know. know. I meant to look it up. She only says it really like once, I think. 
Yeah, and well, and like, he's you know got like a—he's got his Reddit name too. Yeah. I mean, not Reddit, but Reddit. You know. Anyway, he bows to her, which is incredible. <laughs> um, the witness they're supposed to interrogate turns out to be Randy Walsh, and Misty's like, "I've known him since kindergarten." Um, for anybody who's forgotten, Randy Walsh was like kind of in some like scenes from the parties in season one he was the one that like jackie tried to get shauna to hook up with and shauna was like randy's disgusting like he's an idiot whatever um so randy is still just around um anyway because misty knows him she hides and elijah wood is going to get questions from her through an earpiece classic setup um jeff and shauna are in a diner um, and Jeff says it was the strawberry lube <laughs> as a waitress walks up and looks mortified. She's like, Just absolutely immediately not. immediately <laughs> turns around and gets the fuck out. Um, and then they have a conversation about, you know, how that Jeff kind of feels like that was the point at which he got boring and et cetera. Um, and makes a reference to the fact that when Shauna wanted to use the strawberry lube, he said it was for bisexuals and goths. <laughs> Uh, which he oh, just, just like great dialogue like fantastic he continues to be kind of such a joy yeah. to watch and i i never expected that like when we kind of first get jeff Not and i think, we've, I think we've talked about this like it was so it would have been so easy to make him someone you didn't root for yeah yeah <laughs> but he's oh god and then they jeff, have what poor jeff I thought, but not really. <laughs> I know, I know. But then they have what I thought was a very honest and yeah. like measured conversation about infidelity. I was sitting there watching the scene, being like, Esther Perel would be really proud of these two. <laughs> like, it's like Jeff is talking about what he feels his responsibility was. Shauna's talking about why she did it and why you know. And it just, I, I thought they did a really good job. I was really proud of yeah. them both. You see why they work as a team. Um, in the car, Jeff decides they're going to Colonial Williamsburg to be spontaneous. Um, never good when unspontaneous people just decide to, like, add spontaneity to their also, lives. that's where you're going? Yeah. Weird, weird choice. Weird, like, like he's don't like, they have live you close ever churned butter? Like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Which one? And, uh, yeah, and then they almost run into a guy, and it ends up being a setup, which, like, what the fuck is going on in this town? Mm. What? What? Um, the guy pulls a gun, and then Shauna grabs it, and then Jeff yells, Are you Rambo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is another excellent Jeff line. Um, so then there's kind of this, you know, a discussion about whether or not Shauna was actually, like, willing to risk their lives over their shitty minivan, um, Shauna keeps the gun, and so we have a Chekhov's, you know, situation. Chekhov's gun, right? Which the the idea is, if you show a gun in the first act, it has to go off by the third. Now, obviously, in this episode, that doesn't happen. Obviously, the gun does come back and is used. Um, but you do have to think that now Shauna, in perpetuity through the season, has this gun. I don't think that's going to be the last time we see that gun. No, I, I don't, I don't want to, we'll talk about Shauna. Yeah. Further down the line. Um, then we see Lottie and Nat at the compound. They go into the beekeeping area. I guess this is when they're at the bulletin board. Forgive me. I didn't actually specifically note that, but 
They're at the bulletin board, then they go to the beekeeping area, and Lottie tells Nat that when a new queen hatches, the first thing she does is sting all the other unborn queens to death. Nat makes some sort of, you know, jibe, and Lottie says, it isn't brutal, it's natural. It's simple what has, it's simply what has to be done. Otherwise they starve. We all do. Uh, which is a bit on the nose, if you ask me. <laughs> But uh, heavy-handed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just zero points for subtlety from Lottie. Um, back at camp in the past times, Lottie tells Nat that she's doing the right thing vis-a-vis moving Jackie's body. And she tries to give her the blessing tea, and Nat blows her off. Um, Travis offers to go with Nat to the plane, and Nat says she's fine going alone. Also immediately knew like that's not gonna be good on the Um, way nat was like just pulling the pieces of jackie off the fire and just and just just, like flopping them around oh yeah wanton disregard for the corpse of her yeah i was like nat are you good friend like definitely teammate like girl damn let just mm, okay sure sure Eating her wasn't bad enough. <laughs> You're just gonna fling her. I mean, it's literally like it's her bones mostly. Yeah. Like that's what's left. And like, ugh. Um. And then Shauna is kind of like moping by a window, and Lottie <laughs> tries to console her. And ultimately, it's decided that Lottie is going to throw Shauna a baby shower, which. I mean, I, I think I, I said... I guess. I was like, what else do you have to do? I mean, yeah. they all just... They they seem like... It's weird. But they seem like they need something, like, constructive. That, yeah. I, mean, who, I mean, you know, constructive. What does that really mean in their situation? But, like, something to do. Yeah, to occupy. <laughs> um, the, I guess the thing that I more had questions about is, is actually less the fact that Lottie decides she's going to throw Shauna a baby shower... And more the fact that Lottie decide or says something about how like this baby is going to be a joy, and I was like, "Girl, you guys are starving." Like, is it going to be a joy? In what scenario have you met a baby? Like, I don't think so. Also, I think we had kind of figured this out, but Lottie was like alludes to the baby being a boy. Oh, right. And I assume that Lottie is correct, and therefore right. we know that. Right, and we also um, did the math. We did the math, so... It doesn't make sense for yes. Callie to be the age that she is. I can never remember Well, was, They say it was 25 years ago, yeah. so, you know, Callie's not 25. <laughs> um, so we know the baby doesn't make it. If they... So help me God, well, if they I was like, what baby. if it does make it? And it's just like, I don't know. I just don't want to see them eat the baby. No. I can't. I don't think they would do that to us because no. I think everybody would fail. But, like, it's going to be tough. It's going to be it's tough. It's going to be tough. Um, then we're back on the boat with Misty and uh, Elijah Wood. And she's feeding him questions. And the thing that I liked about this scene is, like, he's not repeating what she's feeding him through the earpiece verbatim. 
because that's usually how that scene goes, right? Is like someone says yeah. something and then you hear somebody else say it and then like maybe they say it wrong or whatever. But he's like doing his own little spin on it because they've both got like their their little detective, you know, citizen detective thing. Um, so I just thought that was kind of like a fun spin on it, the usual dynamic of this scene. It was like as fun as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Those yeah. two. It was really good because you kept being like, wait, is he going off script? And then he would like find a way to bring yeah. it back around. Um, so Randy says he doesn't know anything about Nat. Um, Misty <laughs> just yells, hit him! <laughs> and Elijah goes into the bathroom like, Misty, what the hell? And she says, get back in there and hit him! And like, what world would this be how you were interrogated by the FBI? Yeah, but like, I think, I, I mean, Randy is it's because idiot. Randy is just the dumbest boy in school. But like, oh my God, which is it's part like, Randy, of what a, you're in a houseboat. Right. Also, right. yeah. The fact Randy, that this man lives in a houseboat is perfect. Point, Alex. <laughs> Randy, you're on a houseboat. Um, yeah, but like, I mean, I think the fact that it's Randy and we like, we have already established that Randy is a grade A moron, like, allows this to just be like, I mean, this is like the fun of this episode. Yeah. Like, it is just like yeah. zany, madcap, like comedy. Um, so then, at this point, Elijah Wood just opens the open palm, slaps Randy <laughs> in the face, <laughs> which is like, again, like Misty's like wanting him to beat the shit out of him, and he just like full arm extension, just whoosh, and Randy's like, "What the hell?" And then he just does it again. Um, so. Honestly, man, these two together, what an incredible team. So good. It's so good. Um, Then we get kind of a, like, bounce around the cabin. So Ty and one of the B-teamers are building the crib, talking about what they're missing at home. Um, Mari is hearing dripping in the house, which I... I... Anything that's, like, kind of intentionally called out like that, now I'm, like, just kind of, like, keep away... Yeah, because yeah, that file that away. Like, while it could just, I mean, it's, it, it it's felt not very. It felt important. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because she's like, did nobody else hear it? Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> and then <laughs> we find out Misty wanted to make broth out of Jackie's bones, oh. <laughs> which is objectively smart and makes sense, but is the most horrifying. Thing I've ever fucking heard. Like the I this conversation between Miss Young Misty and I can't remember Aquila, right? Aquila, yes, yeah. is so unhinged and so good in yeah. its like unhingedness. Yeah, Aquila <laughs> immediately says this wasn't the first time she's eaten a person, and I was like, what? what? And then she says, I absorbed my identical twin in the womb. It's, oh, it's. And I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, the fact, but I love that, like, we finally have, like, somebody stranded with them who is, like, the same type of weird as Misty that can, like, play off it, you know? Like, where it's, like, almost like Misty's now the the straight man in this situation. (laughs) Like, where, you know, Aquila's the one saying crazy things and Misty just has to be like, wait, what? Like. I, I just incredible um ben comes into the room and his stomach is growling and he's hallucinating the girls kind of coming after him and then we cut back to ben's kitchen flashback 
um, his boyfriend asked him to move in and Ben wants to like stick with the team and you know we get kind of the insinuation that like if he moves he's not going to be able to do that um, and the boyfriend specifically says you always say those girls are vicious little monsters which hmm hmm um, and then they break up uh, Nat makes it to the plane and she tells Jackie's bag of bones that she <laughs> was lucky. She says, I think shit is going to get a lot worse out here, which, uh, I think you're right. Thank you. Matt. Right. Yep. I think she is exactly on the right track with that one. Um, she thanks Jackie and she tells her she's sorry. Um, and then there's a noise outside and there's a white moose. And then it like almost runs into the plane and is charging at Nat and then it gets stuck and then it disappears. Um, was that a hallucination? Do white I... moose exist? At... What Not... was that? Um, they don't exist to my knowledge, but I, you know, I don't I... have an extensive knowledge of types of moose, but... Wait, I thought I was podcasting with David Attenborough. <laughs> Ooh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think it was supposed to be kind of like in a, some kind of a hallucination. I was like, part of me was like, was it Jackie? Like, in, right. in like uh. a, she also didn't drink the protection spell. And so I don't know right. if we're supposed to be like, oh, like she didn't do that. And now something kind of right bad has happened. Yeah. Is that any like correlation? Yeah. I mean, it definitely feels symbolic in that it is, like, yeah. an all-white moose, because usually, right, like, a white stag or a white, like, that's, like, a, you know, historically, that's usually a symbol for something. Yeah. Um, it would be how they would, like, you know, it, it would be something where, if anybody's watched House of the Dragon, for example, the white heart, um, which is a kind of deer, um, it was like, you know, that was supposed to be the symbol of like the basically like the gods smiling down upon you kind of thing. Like, because it's just, it's rare in nature to see an animal that looks like that. Um, so I don't know what the deal with the white moose is, but yeah. Maybe it eats the weird moss. Um, <laughs> running out of biologically sound explanations for what's going on on the show. Um, Misty tells Elijah Wood to tell Randy that they're in international waters. Elijah Wood says, but we're not. And Misty says, well, he doesn't know that. Uh, they're in a, they're fucking They're docked. in a marina. Yeah, but <laughs> I was like, yeah, Randy probably doesn't know that. She's probably right. Um, and then Elijah Wood pulls out some sort of power tool and mentions interrogating Al-Qaeda. <laughs> and uh, we find out that Randy saw a group of people wearing all purple. Um, who from thenceforward are referred to as the purple people. Um, and then Randy says, I, I, you know, he didn't really interact with them, but I did call them dicks for drinking all the Fanta from the soda machine. <laughs> and Elijah Wood kind of lets Randy go with the threat. He's like, he's useless to us. Love that they're out of the wilderness and just drinking orange pop. Yeah, what? Like, why? Why that? Freedom! Yeah. Sure. I mean, get it, get it while you can, I guess. Um, Akila and Misty are having a discussion in a sheet tent 
Uh, at first, this scene made no sense to me. Um, I was like, what are they talking about? Like, uh, but Akilah says to Misty, you found the biggest truth of all were made of lies, um, which feels poignant. Um, then we get another nighttime Thaisa, um, and Van lets her loose, which didn't really understand her motivation there, but sure. Um, and nighttime Ty says Van can come with her. Uh, and then we get what is kind of, I, I mean, a very, very important conversation. So when they're out in the woods, Van says, how do you know where you're going? And Ty says, he shows me. And Van says, who? And Ty says, the one with no eyes. Which, if you'll recall, we had this conversation last week about, you know, does this being in the woods have mm -hmm. anything to do with the eyeless man that Thaisa saw with her, you know, dying grandma? With her eyes. <laughs> right, right. And it um, seems they yes. are the same. They are the same. Um, and then Van asks her something and she says, uh, like, or Van asks her, I think, do you always go or do you always follow or whatever? And Ty says, only when she lets me. And when Van says, who? She says, Thaisa. So whoever nighttime Thaisa is, is not Thaisa, which is, oh, it gives me chills up my Ooh, spine. She <laughs> is haunted. So creepy. So, so like worried about her. Oh my God. That like genuinely gave me the creeps. Yeah. Like when she's like, when she lets me and Van says who, and she says, Thaisa. And you're like, then who am I talking to? Like if I was Van out alone in those fucking woods, I would be like, see ya. Like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> um, yeah, I would be out of there like a shot. Um, so Ty wakes up kind of freaking out and Van realizes that they came again to the symbol that whatever is leading Ty is leading them there. Um, Jeff, we cut to Jeff, current day, working out in a very embarrassing outfit. Um, he gets into an altercation with Kevin, uh, Detective Kevin, about upsetting Shauna with the interrogation. Um, Shauna has taken an Uber to what turns out to be a chop shop, and she's tr I guess she's tracking her car or her keys. On yeah. Her yeah, maybe, because she just has her purse in right in the car so maybe something in her purse yeah her phone or maybe she has like an air tag on her keys yeah um so she walks in gun out and says i'm here for my minivan which was stolen <laughs> um which is not a super impressive opening line uh and the guy who owns the chop shop says you know he basically says doesn't think she's she'll use the gun and then Shauna pulls out, have you ever peeled the skin off a human corpse? And the light leaves this man's eyes. He is horrified. Um, she continues. Um, and then she says, there's a look people get when they know they're about to die. And I thought that that was just kind of interesting to note as well um because that would insinuate i mean yeah maybe shauna's bluffing but i it didn't feel like it no um and you know i just that felt to me like an allusion to you know what we know ultimately happens with the hunt and some of that other stuff that there's going to reach a point where it's not just people are dying and they're being eaten afterwards it's going to be people are being killed to be eaten 
Um, so what? What a performance! Yeah, that was incredible and incre- chilling. Yeah, and this version of Shauna, adult Shauna, who does not seem to really care. She doesn't really seem to care what hap- what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of like alludes back to like when she's talking about having the affair, being like, I didn't know what was going to come next. And that seems to be the way she is living. And Which is maybe not great to do after you've murdered a man. Yeah. And when you have other secrets to keep, like your teenage cannibalism. Yeah. But. Um, I wanted to talk to you about, because, so... The, the owner of the shop seems to really have to, like, talk Shauna out of shooting him, right? Like, it really seems like she's going to do it. And then he's like, there's the keys, take them. And, like, she's still holding the gun in his face. And you're kind of like, oh, shit, is she going to snap? Is she going to do it? Um, but then when she got in the car, she was panting and I thought kind of panicky seeming. Like, she didn't seem, you know, like very like cool and collected um so the way i took it is that i mean it feels like shauna is kind of like fighting with her self here right fighting against like obviously this part of her maybe her nature or her you know whatever it is in her that is like willing to do these things and willing to go to this extent and then like there's part of her that i think gets back in her own minivan and is just like horrified by what she almost just did did you take it that way did you take it differently i took it that way i think shauna like is freaked out she kind of freaks herself out by her you know this like potential to be violent that she seems to have and i'm i'm assuming it will get worse in the like her younger self yeah yeah and in current day again we still have that gun which I don't think is good. Um, so then we flash back to Ben and his boyfriend. Um, and he says, you know, I quit the team this morning. I went to get on the plane and I couldn't do it. And, you know, the whole thing. Um, and I don't want to live my life as a, you know, closeted high school soccer coach. And, um, you know, they get back together and they have this moment and then we get the VHS glitch again um and then we get news of the plane crash coming on TV so obviously you know we know that Ben got on the plane right but at the beginning of that scene yeah. you're kind of like wait a minute like did something like what what's happening and then like as it goes on you're like oh Ben's dreaming um and then you know so then it's it's the alternative of what could have happened if Ben had been, you know, kind of willing to take yeah. a shot on all of this and um, and instead he's laying here in this bed knowing that these whatever they call, he called him, vicious little monsters um, are probably going to eat his bones. So Yeah. It, it kind of it felt like very much felt like this is it. Yeah. For, for, for our time with Ben. Yeah. 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 Uh, it seems like he's going to starve. Yeah. Which is awful. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, like I said, I don't think, I don't think Ben is, is long for 
for this world. And you have to figure too, right, that like it makes sense with just the fact that like, I mean, obviously he's physically the largest out of all of them. And he's the one that's also has opted out of eating and, yeah. you know, or at least eating Jackie. Um, and so he probably would be, you know, I mean, I guess his body would be able to like yeah. eat his muscle and everything, but like, it's probably already done most of that. So, um, yeah, I don't think, I don't think Ben's going to make it. And I, I mean, I liked though that we got this, you know, further kind of information on Ben's life and who he yeah. was and, you know, and, and that kind of, that moment felt important to me because I don't really think we've gotten something like that where we've seen them going, oh my God, like this didn't have to happen. It was so close that I didn't go, right? Like we've seen, we've seen the people that didn't go on the plane, right? In that yeah. like documentary style footage from the first season who are like, oh my God, I was almost on that plane, right? Like the girl that broke her leg and yeah. the whole deal. Um, but this is the first time that we've really gotten one of them having that sort of reflection of like, oh, this almost didn't happen to me. And now like, this is the end. Um, it was, I mean, it made, it was very sad. It made me very, very sad. Very sad. I do. Yeah. I'm glad we got, cause Ben was kind of the one character that we had no back. We had no real backstory for. Right. Um, and but he was he's a big part of the, you know he was a big part of the first season and why they, kind of all survive, yeah, and and make it out and or you know part of well you know <laughs> who knows what happens to Ben, post post death but, um I don't know it felt good it or not it felt bad, to see but you right. know it was nice to uh to have some something else of Ben of yeah. Ben's story yeah yeah. Um, then we see the weirdest baby shower on earth, um, and Misty performs a monologue from Steel Magnolias as her gift. Um, Van says to Ty, or Ty says to Van, did she really choose a scene about a dead daughter? Um, which is just so Misty. Um, and then we see Ben, he's kind of like comatose in bed while this performance is happening, and Travis like goes in and is like hey dude this is weird like you should come watch whatever and then he says are you okay you seem weird um which is a real like teenage boy it's a real understatement of how ben seems ben seems fucking awful like ben seems like he could die at any moment he seems firmly in the grip of um existential malaise um the girls are ultimately quite moved by Misty's performance, um, which I thought was kind of cool and fun. Yeah, um, but I did, there was something in like the change of Misty's eyes where I felt like she realized that she could manipulate people or that right. she could put on and put on a show yeah. that I didn't like to see from young Misty yeah. in a way that she could be accepted. Right. Um, which just like the change in her, the just like the change in her face was a little unsettling. Yeah, yeah, because she does. She gets that kind of like flicker in yeah. her eye of like, oh look, another validation. Great um, acting performance. Yeah, and, no, really yeah, fantastic. Really, really great rendition of the monologue. From I thought that was going to be the cringiest thing I had ever seen, and yeah, it was in and some it, ways. Yeah, but... and it starts rough, but it definitely gets better. Um, <laughs> oh my god! But it, it, I mean, I thought 
it kind of came back like a couple scenes later so we can we can talk about it then but um then we get the single most honestly maybe the scariest scene we've gotten in this show so far like as far as just like straight up like scary scary um not just intensity if you ask me um so ty is taking pills and she turns around and her reflection stays in the mirror oh poor ty oh and it is glowering at her in a way that is oh oh my god hey it's so it's so creepy it's so fucking creepy and it the it says go to her right I don't some, know. I was gonna ask because I, I think like I didn't watch. I only watched it once. It says something, I think, like along the lines of "go." It it, it seems to tell her to go because okay. she immediately goes and gets the keys. And to I'm, whom? I my guess based on the preview is Van that we might finally get our interaction uh, with adult Van. That's that's a good call. So she, oh, that's what the shape she makes over her eye is? Oh, maybe. I just assume, because it seems like in the preview right. of next week's episode, we see Van. And so I was like, maybe that's where Ty's going? Right, right. If she that does tell sense. her to go? Well, she, she her reflection mouths some sort of words to her, and then she, like, makes yeah. a shape over her eye, which is maybe supposed to be, like, Van's scar or something? I don't know. <laughs> Mm-mm. I Rude. can't. I also can't, <laughs> the ghost. Yeah, the I girl. also can't replicate. I think it's like that. I think she has yeah. a B under her eye and then a flat hand on her forehead, or maybe it's vice versa. Anyway. Anyways, uh, it's spooky as hell. Yeah, I hate her. I never want to see that again. That was the fucking no. word. Like, imagine turn and Taisa just turns around and is just like, oh, her. Like, it's like how often has this been happening? Uh, imagine <laughs> turning around and your reflection already being there. Like, oh my god. I thought about it. I like after we f- I finished watching the episode and was going to bed. I like wa- was washing my face, Ugh. and I was like, I don't know, like, I thought about it when I was like, I went to go like look back up myself. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I can't. It I doesn't know. matter. I watched this in the daylight yesterday, and now like thinking about it at nighttime, I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to like get in front of a mirror again tonight. I, I hated it so much. It was so creepy. I mean, I loved it, but I hated it. As many horror movies as I've seen, mirrors still like unsettle me. Yeah. It's, they're just rife with opportunities for yeah. the spookiest shit you've ever seen. Um, so Ty takes her staffer's car and leaves, which seems like an objectively bad idea. I've been um, like, I'm so sorry, but I'm not giving you these keys. Yeah, absolutely not. I don't care that you're my boss. Like, I- <laughs> you look like you haven't slept in days because you haven't. Right. And you're, you're having, not good. You're having visions. You're, you're having visions. You just crashed. Yeah. Also, where is Sammy? It's your, you know, important questions. Where, where's Biscuit? Who's taking... Where's Biscuit? Sammy's with Biscuit, Sammy. too. Um, taking... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm assuming with, I'm assuming they have family, but... You know what? No, Sammy's probably still with that bitch principal <laughs> who hates him. She's probably calling Simone's phone, being like, you know, we're not a boarding school. (laughs) Simone will just wake up from her coma to, like, 27 missed calls from the president. Um, Then we're back with Misty and Elijah Wood, and he's definitely into her. He's trying to get her to stay for a, like, literally a a drink. Like, he offers her a Mountain Dew or a Tahitian treat, which is just... 
Oh. Uh, such a specific kind of move. Um, Misty realizes the purple people could have used a credit card to buy the Fanta. Um, and, you know, he says that he'll be able to, you know, maybe he can find the credit card. Um, and then he says, do you want to tell me why you're downvoting my Adam Martin posts? And Misty makes up this elaborate lie about Adam being an addict and being friends, you know, her being friends with his mom and how his mom would be devastated and yada, yada, yada. And he buys it as far as we can tell, which I thought was kind of why we got that scene of her doing the monologue two scenes before was because it was like, no, mm. Misty, like Misty's got chops. It's not just Christina Ricci's got chops. It's Misty's yeah. got acting chops and she can sell it. And we've seen her do this before, right? But like this one was particularly elaborate. And so I think they just kind of wanted to remind us of like, this is a skill set that Misty has is being able to emotion, you know, emotionally manipulate. Yeah. I do think she's going to get caught out. Yeah. Because I don't. And, you know, I think he might see through it, but he might just let it go. Because it's clear that he, to me, that he likes her yeah. and wants her to stick around. And it's kind of sad that she seems to be panicked by the idea of that. Um. It kind of bummed me out. For, yeah. Uh, well, for and I wondered because it's I. Also, she just lied a bunch, so maybe she was just like, right. I <laughs> actually need to go. It was too elaborate of a lie. Right. Because you know, do you know all that? And he seems like someone who would be able to figure out right all I did of those think things. When she was doing all of that, I was like, this isn't a very elaborate lie to tell, like to somebody who seemingly has access to all the information. Like, yeah, that... he like knows your social security number. I think he'll be able to figure out. Yeah, that whether or not this man has been to rehab. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, so it. Well, okay. He, we find out he was putting just a kind of a random lady in the nursing home, Svetlana. Um, and then he, Misty's so like, sad. why would you do all of that? And he was like, well, you know, whatever. She was being evicted. She needed somewhere to stay. Like, I've got the money. Um, and then she says, why would you do all of that just to meet me? And he says a very oh, sweet yeah. I jumped ahead. Thing, Apologies. Um, which is when he says, maybe I'm just a bored Moriarty looking for his Sherlock. I mean, yeah. And then Misty gets flustered and leaves. Um, so, I mean, to me, like, I mean, I think she is flustered by it, but I don't think it's because Misty is like, oh, I couldn't like him. I think Misty is not used to this kind of attention. Yeah. Um, so I think they're maybe going to come close to falling in love. Um, I, I don't think know if so they too. actually will, I mean, but I... You'd assume she has a fear of rejection. <laughs> Just give it. What we have been learning about young Misty, it seems like, was that rude that that would have cultivated in her adult self? Um, I don't know. Sorry, Misty. You just... <laughs> yeah, I guess you would. Donna. Oh, my God. No, it's that fair. Um, who among us? I mean, who among right. us doesn't? Right. Uh then Shauna comes home and she gives a sleeping Callie uh, the stuffed animal from the van um, that, you know, 
Jeff kind of implied. Like, why would you care about giving these back? <laughs> like, her? from when she was six? Yeah. And she's like, I'm her mother. Her stuffed animals are important to me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, such a dad response to be like, she was six. And it's like, it, if I found out that my childhood stuffed animals had been stolen, I would be, I would be very upset. I don't know if I'd be, like, ruined, but, like, I don't... I don't know if I would have asked my mom to go hold a man at gunpoint. No, and I, I kind of also took it as like, okay, it's, it's if it's in the car, it was probably potentially going to be donated, right? Like in other words, like did did does Callie care at all because it was in the car? Then we saw. Or maybe she could have left it in there. Arm around it, like she's okay. So maybe she left it. it. So then I'm like, does has Callie been secretly holding this stuffed animal in the back seat of the car? Like, is that why? Like I don't know. Um, anyway, just kind of a sweet moment, and then Jeff comes yeah. in, and he's like, how's the minivan back? And Shauna's just kind of like, mm. <laughs> Uh, Misty gets a text from Elijah Wood, saying he knows where the credit card is from, and asking if she wants to take a road trip. And we get almost a little smirky smile from her here, um, which is part of what makes me feel like Misty is, you know, excited by this prospect. Um, not just for what it means for finding that, but because, you know. Yeah. She wants to be Sherlock to Elijah Woods Moriarty. Isn't that sweet? I don't know. It's nice. Also, does the text say that they're in New York? Because I was just wondering it, where. He said it, that it the, takes place in New York, right? I think so. I think yeah. it's supposed to be kind of like. Or New Jersey. Uh, New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. The credit card is in New York. The credit card comes okay. from like Farmington something in yeah. New York. Um, so that's where they're going. Um, so yeah, maybe they're in New Jersey. I was surprised that Misty didn't immediately know that it would be Lottie. I thought maybe Misty would have some sort of like, mm. I mean, she seems to really be keeping tabs on everyone and everything that it didn't she seem would like potentially they had, know. Yeah, it didn't seem like they had kept track of Lottie though like last season there was a there was a scene right at the end of the season that was like we have to find Lottie or like where the hell is Lottie or something like that like um so maybe they kind of lost track of her um because she's conducting her she keeps a low profile yeah yeah her cult business is kind of you know going on the on the down low um yeah Hmm. hmm um Nat is then in some sort of healing circle exercise, notably wearing a purple wrap. Um, I like that. She, I think it was just a sweatshirt that she had like kind of like thrown on, probably because they told her that she, in my mind, it's like they told her that she couldn't go in there if she didn't have it on. To me, that was kind of like uh, the fact that she would even do it, because I feel like young Nat would have been like, fuck this, I'm not staying. Then, like, fuck yeah. you, I'm not going to put that on. And again, it's that thing of Nat sort of being like a little bit open to it. Like she'll drink the smoothies and she'll put the piece of purple clothing on and she'll, you know, like she won't fully partake, but like whatever. She's not going to cause a scene about it. Um, Lottie makes her get up in front of everyone and then makes Fort Girl join her. And then... There's this whole bit where Lottie is telling Fork Girl about accessing her anger and having had this relationship with her anger where she doesn't feel like she's allowed to express it. And then she says, if you want to hurt her back, you are allowed to. And she gives Fork Girl a fork. 
and Fort Girl almost, but does not ultimately stab Nat with a fork in the middle of the room. Nat's eyes are like, what the fuck? Yeah, Nat looks genuinely worried that Fort Girl is going to come for her eyes. Um, So that happens, and then they hug. (laughs) And then what does Fort Girl say? Like, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, it... And it seemed to, like, the whole thing seemed to freak Nat out, but almost not in, like, because it was kind of odd, but because that's, like, does not, like, the response that I feel like Nat was expecting or used to receiving. But I think and also, it was the I response think... that Lottie was expecting, which yes. is why she did it. So I think... In to part, prove a point, I think. Yeah, in part, it's kind of supposed to be indicative of, like, the amount of power and sway and also, like, knowledge Lottie has of these people and the way that they all work and why she is able to hold this much power over them because she knows that Fork Girl, like, even though she can finally tap into her anger, like, she knows she's not going to come at Nat with a yeah. fork. And so, but she then, you know, has the ability to also put Nat through the whole... Because, because, like you said, Nat doesn't know that Fort Girl's not going to do it. Nat goes through the whole emotional exercise of, like, am I about to be stabbed with a fork? Like, do I have to defend myself? And uh, I, I I thought that it was a really, it was a really interesting scene for that reason. And I'm, I'm just more, every episode, I just, I, something, I just feel like something happened between Nat and Lottie mm. in the woods that, like, has they have a weird bond more than well we haven't really and again i can't just misty and elijah wood rolling up to that (laughs) essentially a cult in the woods is going to be incredible i cannot wait but no they're just you know we talked about this a lot last week but there does seem to be something between yeah. Nat and Lottie. Yeah. And I, I just want, I want to know what it is. I would have, and I mean, and I think you're kind of inclined this way as well, but in my mind, it's something to do with Travis. Yeah. Um, You know, because, I mean, even this week, right? Like earlier in the episode when Nat leaves, she who she leaves behind is Travis standing with Lottie there, you know, and like yeah. kind of, and then she, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the scene where she's heading toward the plane, she tells Travis, like, no, I'll be fine alone. I can go on my own. And then she turns around and looks over her shoulder to see, like, if he's going to listen to her or if he's just going to come with her anyway. And he doesn't. He stays. And that, to me, was like, oh, like, okay. Yeah. Like, she's she's doing the thing that she does, which is being like, I'm independent. I'm fine. I can do this on my own. But there is a part of her that's looking for Travis to be like, no, it's okay. Like, I'll, you know, I'm still with you. We're still a team, whatever. And Travis is sort of drifting away. Um, Which I think for somebody like Nat, who is so isolated, has the kind of trauma that she has, is like, it's going to be a big thing. And then she's going to pretend that it's not a big thing, that she's just pissed off about something else, and and then that's going to make it worse. For sure. And I think, too, Along with all of that, Nat does really. I don't think she. This is her intention or like how she wants to be perceived, but she cares a lot. Yeah. And cares a lot about other people. 
um it's not just that like you know she obviously doesn't have like this like over this like she's not like hyper emotional like right. some of the the you know some of what we're seeing but she just like you know she's always looking out for everyone yeah and i don't feel like that was a moment where it's like oh man like is anyone looking out for nat right right and it feels like but lottie, it, but has lottie tried is to, right, lottie has tried yeah. to do that and nat is so resistant to it because yeah a she doesn't want to be looked out for because she's convinced she can do it herself and b she doesn't like the way that lottie does it right no. because it's like all this hocus pocus and whatever <laughs> the tea uh yeah the tea and the blessings um so lottie made the baby a blanket and put the symbol on it the girl symbol um and Nat gets mad about this. Um, and Lottie is pretty convinced at this point, you know, at the baby shower, that the symbol was for protection. And Nat's like, lest I remind you, we found it on a dead man. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> it didn't work. Um, and Lottie says, just because you don't understand something doesn't mean it's evil. Um, which is a good proverb for us all to take with mm. us from this week. There's episode. a lot of good one-liners in this. Yeah, yeah. I felt like we, in the first two episodes, like something to me felt like not as good mm. as last season. And in some ways, I mean, to me, last season was like almost perfect. Yeah. And, you know, you're bound to, you know, how do you follow that up? Right. But this episode... I was like, oh, like some of the dialogue, like some of those little moments I felt like were missing yeah. previous two episodes, and they really, they gave it to us. Yeah, they did. Uh, they in the did. third this, one. This was a full steam ahead episode, for yeah. sure. I, I think there was a bit of, like, in one and two, we were getting a little bit of the chess pieces being put in play, yeah. which, you know, you can't really fault them for. There's a lot of moving parts here. Um, but, you know, and we sort of talked about this, like, leading into the episode of how much there was to cover this week because it just felt like so much happened like a lot of the stuff that's been happening the last couple weeks was like the arc of it was sort of within the episode because it was like we set it up in act one and by act three we have the resolution insofar as it leads into what will be the opening in act one of next week um and this week it really felt like we just like cracked some stuff open yeah um so then a fight ensues and we get what we've been kind of talking about the last two episodes which is the first real breakdown of team lottie versus team absolutely the fuck not whatever they are team not lottie um and, you know, the people that are that are on Lottie's side and what, you know, in terms of using the symbol and the whole thing. And then the people that are like, don't do that. Stay away from it. Enough with the all of this. Um, and Shauna gets a nosebleed. Um, and then a bunch of thumping comes from outside the house. And they go out onto the porch and there's frickin' birds everywhere. It is disgusting. It's the birds. It's horrible. It's the birds. It's ugh, ugh, bird corpses. Yeah. <laughs> when Van, I actually thought Van sounded like you and she was like, don't touch them. They might be diseased. <laughs> it's like, that's exactly how Alex would say that. <laughs> diseased. Um, so Shauna drops the blanket on the ground like, oh no. Was this something bad? Did I do something? Like, should I not be touching yeah. this? Is it dangerous? Something. 
And then Lottie says something. She says, she either says we should gather its blessings or she says we should gather his blessings. And I watched this episode with subtitles and the subtitle said, because I write down, you know, the one-liners and the quotes yeah. and stuff. So the subtitle said we should gather its blessings, but I heard we should gather his blessings. Hmm. What did you hear? Do you remember? I don't recall. I should have asked you this ahead of time. That's my bad. <laughs> I feel like I didn't really... Um... I just heard like blessings and I was like, and I started and I was like, whatever, whatever Lottie said, I disagree with. with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, gather and blessings. Despite but. having said that, um, having said that the birds are probably diseased, Van just goes right ahead and starts picking up bird corpses. Um, Is it Van who says they're diseased or Nat? Oh, I thought it was Van. Maybe it was Nat. That would make more sense because Van just goes right ahead and starts picking up. The yeah. Birds. Van's just like, mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> Yeah, and so we, I mean, there's a lot that happens in this moment, right? We obviously get this tension between Van and Ty, you know, because Ty is not on Team Lottie. Um, Van obviously is, and we, you know, we really see, like, all of these girls listening to, to Lottie and really acting something out um, on her behalf, you know, because, and doing something kind of, you know, we're getting more into this sort of, like, ritualistic behavior and, and all of that. Um, the reason I wanted to find out whether or not she said we should gather his blessings is because, obviously, earlier on with Thaisa, there was the reference to him, right? The the mm. man that she is following. The, yeah. It's the man with no eyes no. or the one with no eyes. But she specifically uses the pronoun him, Um which I think is notable, being that this is obviously a very female, you know, show, yeah. group, etc. Um, so if now all of a sudden the being is male, that feels interesting. Um, and then because of the one of the last lines of the show, which we will get to right about now. Um, Lottie goes to the bee homes, bee houses, <laughs> and... There's all sorts of dead bees on top. Um, and instead, when she pulls out the the bee sheets, I, I don't know any <laughs> of the words for this, but when she pulls the thing out, instead of honey, there's blood, which my notes just in all caps say, what the fuck? Because at this point I was like, oh God, no. Like, ew. Because I thought, this was literally happening. Same. And I was like, oh my God, all these, I was <laughs> like, first I was like, all these bees are fucking dead. Who punked That's them? That's sad. What's happening? Yeah. How logistically did this I'm like, happen? who, who killed all these yeah. bees? Yeah, don't you know? That's messed up. <laughs> yeah, the bees are already dying. We don't need you to do this. Like, um, and then we get a very clear Lottie has blood on her hands yeah. metaphor uh, after she runs her hands bit, all over the house. A bit heavy-handed with the, the queen yeah. bee and the blood on the hands yeah, metaphor. Really, they were just like, listen, we're explaining something to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then an acolyte says to Lottie, il veut de sang. And when Lottie asks what the woman had said... The woman just says, I asked if you were joining for lunch. And for those of you who didn't look it up or didn't understand or whatever, Il veut du sang is French for he wants blood. So. Yikes. 
like that that to me as soon as as soon as he said that or she said that i was like oh the fuck no because um for those of you who you know don't don't know me personally or um you know etc i <laughs> i speak french so um so i knew what she said but i was like this is that's that's fucking <laughs> that's bad like uh and then then the bees are fine and it turns out lottie is having a vision so and i was like i was like lottie cannot be I cannot, having delusions dude we can't handle this many people like actively breaking from reality like what and we when we see the next week on yellow jackets thing obviously uh lottie you know kind of says something about like i'm having the visions again we know that this mm. is something that has happened to her as you alluded to or mentioned last week about you know her medication in yeah. season one and the whole thing um but i'm i'm really interested to see like what the connection is between her visions Thaisa's visions if they're the same sort of thing where they come from like because obviously there's the, there's something like it can't just be like oh these two people yeah. both have these like crazy intense visions that have to do with the same thing and there's no common thread between them right so there, there has be something. is it in the i'm hoping this was in the episode and not just something that i thought of or <laughs> came into my brain but is it in the preview or some of the episode where it's like someone's talking to Ty and they're like he chose you yes I think am I imagining that I sincerely hope not um uh, maybe but it's in next week so maybe it's the next week it, it like to me that sounds familiar it's like I didn't write it down but it does sound like something I've heard someone say so <laughs> um spread the rumor tell the lie it does seem like there is some entity that has like maybe like marked itself on Ty and maybe Lottie. Right. And is like after something. Like needs something from them seemingly blood. I don't know what that right. totally means. To like continue on. Like it's it's haunting them. Right. And like what is it? Where is it from? Right. It was becoming the antler queen. Like I mean, when you becoming the antler queen. Yeah. This man's king. This entity and also, king. Like what? Because it's like we like we you said with Ty, it's like we have the the thing that they're following, the man with no eyes. Right. But then who's taking, who's possessing Ty? Right. Yeah. What is that? What, what is that thing? And you know, <sighs> the thing that's interesting with both Lottie and Ty is that in both cases, we've seen that like this, whatever this being is, this entity, this force has been in their lives since long before yeah. the plane crash. Like that scene with Thaisa and her grandma, I think we get like little girl tie when we have oh, that yeah. scene. So like this has been something that she's seen at you know at least once or twice before earlier in her life and you know Lottie's obviously on the medication her you know there's reference to kind of her visions and the whole thing. Um and so I mean it's interesting to kind of consider what that's going to say for the show um in terms of like the narr what the narrative has to say about is, is this a fate thing like has this well, so they know, did like did this thing like bring them there right want them there right 
and how Ooh. pissed are you if you're the rest of the team being like, why couldn't you just take these two? <laughs> like, Ben's laying there in bed just being like, ugh, like, come ben. on. Um, yeah, I, so so that's kind of, I don't know, I guess we'll, obviously, we'll have to see how that all goes. Um, but definitely pretty clear that whatever this, I mean, this is the first, like, real picture we get of of whatever the entity is and a physical kind of you know we got the physical representation but this week it's like oh no it's a he it's a him like there's a you yeah know, it is a it, it's not just it's not just a vague force but it is some sort of personified you know something it's you and know what i mean like yeah it's tangible in a way it wasn't before and i'm also like i want to know it in the preview, and we've seen this people flashing some, like, flashbacks or just, like, visions of this. Like, some kind of, like, stairs. Like, it's almost like they're in, like, a tunnel or they're, like, going down and it's, like, an altar. And it almost seems like... It seems like a sewer, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I was, like, like, in the Batman. Like, I just... <laughs> like, in Harry Potter. Um, I just realized... I don't think it's going to be like that. <laughs> I just realized something. So she says he wants blood, right? And um, I think, like, because obviously we're seeing the blood imagery in that scene and everything, but usually, like, if someone wants blood or they're out for blood, right, they either want revenge or if it's, like, a godlike being or an entity, it has to do with a sacrifice. So that could be when we see the hunt, like, that's probably like some sort of ritual yeah Yeah. that it was i mean because it did it looked ritualistic when it was happening obviously but it you know it's not just about like the girls becoming deranged and deciding to hunt down their teammates it's they're doing it to you know sanctify or mollify or whatever this this being to be like you know here's our here's our sacrifice here's what we have to give you um and, and that's really creepy. And that's, you know, I mean, it's also like, that's not good news for the peop- the purple people. Um, if whatever being <laughs> no. Lottie has been, you know, Didn't think about them. Yeah, is, is out for blood and wants blood. Um, the purple people are probably also not long for this world. Um, so, the Kool-Aid might be spiked next week uh i don't think that's gonna be good. no maybe they, not next you week, know but maybe maybe in the short term um, as uh as nat says in the beginning of this episode i think things are about to get a lot worse much worse yeah for pretty much everybody um no this was a good one this was a really good one what did you, i think we're did, did you think also i meant to ask you about this when we were talking about this scene did you think that how did you think Jeff did in his uh, altercation with Detective Kevin? Do you think Jeff sold it? Do you think Detective Kevin bought it? I I feel like if you know if you were to know Jeff at all, you would be like, this something is not <laughs> this right. Is like, obviously it, a lie. Or like something is like this man is not okay. This is not like Imagine having, assuming that Detective Kevin has known Jeff. Right. And that's just, you're just at the gym. 
And this man who you've known as like a couch salesman or whatever (laughs) comes at you like that, you'd be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. What? And it seemed a little obvious to me that he knew about the affair, but at least at least now at least now he knows that they know. Because they were really starting to like lose ground. Yeah. On the yeah. Yeah, definitely. I do think when Detective Kevin said something to Jeff, and Jeff just went, ha! Like, where he, like, laughed, and I was like, Jeff, you're laying it on real thick yeah. here. Yeah, I was like, like, oh, my God. Like, I thought Shauna's performance to Detective Kevin was more or less, like, she she had it pretty on lock. Um, but I also, I thought it was interesting that, you know, that, I mean, he was very, I, I do think Jeff was careful about what information he yeah. gave up, um, which Shauna hasn't necessarily been. Um, but the fact that Detective Kevin said, you know, we have a source saying that she had an affair, and obviously that's Callie, and that all Jeff said was basically, like, your source doesn't know shit, and it's like, I mean, and that could still be true, right? Like, he didn't say anything to necessarily, uh, you know, indict himself, but... It's just the idea that, like, Callie is just, like, that, you know, next week maybe it's them being like, oh, is this, like, did we just do an operation with an underage girl in a bar who's just talking shit and making stuff up? Like, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that cop that Detective Kevin is working with is going to end up being an asset to this case. No. He seems like a problem. And uh, hopefully he doesn't cross Shauna. <laughs> Shauna and Shauna's, yeah, street acquired gun. Right in, right on the, right on the line, right, right in her minivan, right on the line. I'm... The fact that she just like karate chops that man to get that gun <laughs> is also just like, I mean, it's a, it's a real like this show has everything <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's best moment might be his reaction to are you Rambo <laughs> to that situation oh they seem like You're such gonna risk our lives for our piece of shit minivan <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh it God. felt very much like um like any of those movies that came out in the early 2000s with, that were kind of like you know road trip but also crime comedies mm. you know like yeah it was just like Dax Shepard in a muscle car usually like Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell like you know somebody's a bounty hunter or whatever but they're like committing small crimes all across the United States like it had that kind of vibe of like the fight that Shauna and Jeff were having <laughs> like uh. Jeff is just like what is going on <laughs> Jeff is like I how did I get here yeah, Jeff just—he seems—he seems so perplexed. I that diner scene is truly like uh, the writing in that was incredible. That Jeff decided that he could pinpoint the moment that he got boring <laughs> to the strawberry lube, and that like, I mean, because you you also like this show is every once in a while just the tiniest bit meta in that way, where it's like it's something like that where you would normally see 
somebody, you know, like two characters having a conversation like that in public and be like, how is nobody turning to look at these two? He just shouted <laughs> the word strawberry loop. And in this, it's like the waitress comes up, hears it, and is just like, not today. Like, nope. I'm excusing myself. And then neither of them comment on it. Like, Shauna is just like, ah, well. Well, we're doing this right here in this diner. <laughs> I said it was for bisexuals and goths. Okay, Jeff. Uh, Weird brush you're painting with there, but sure. Uh, yeah, no, I I really enjoyed um, this week's episode. I I thought it was really good. I uh, it it felt yeah. like it was really like picking up pace. I thought so. Yeah, I think we're foot on the gas. I don't think we're gonna be slowing down. Yeah, yeah. Any predictions for, I mean, obviously you're thinking next week we see adult, adult Van. Um, I feel like we have to. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. I think she was in the, um, the next because, preview. I mean, the adult Van, Van in general, I'm, my guess is that she is the only one who really knows, like, somewhat of the truth or all of the truth about Ty's like sleepwalking and like maybe that's why it's like to go to her but like i don't even know if that's what that creepy ghost mirror person said yeah but i feel like it doesn't seem makes makes sense though being that ty then immediately goes out and leaves yeah like i think that makes sense am i even making sense i feel like i haven't said one single intelligent thing in this hour and 13 minutes we've been talking plenty (laughs) i feel like i'm like my brain like my body physical body is here with you and my brain is just like he's in the mirror in your bedroom he's in the mirror in my bedroom absolutely in that case like you're an idiot i'll be hanging up from this call immediately if you turn around and then are also standing behind you i'll throw up and then quit this and then the podcast will be over this will be the uh, last episode of Niche Reacts. You guys, I have to go have a heart attack in private. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, uh, no, I, I do. I, I think that's probably right. I think we'll see adult Van. Um, I honestly think that'll probably maybe make me a little bit sad because yeah. I know Van and Ty are, like, they have their differences and, you know, all of that. And obviously, like, they were just in high school and, and Shauna and Jeff are kind of our, like, high school couple who made it. But I don't know. I love Van and Ty. I think they're good for each yeah. other. Like, I, although Van I'm, needs to, like, really get Lottie involved in this situation immediately. Past Van, I mean. I, um, like, feel like this is the moment where <laughs> they need to call a meeting, yeah. reconvene, Some is not right. Yeah. And everyone needs to be filled in. You mean in, filled in. in past or present? And well, <laughs> maybe both. Maybe both, but let's, I'm speaking about present. Let's all I feel like everyone needs to like come back together and be like, "Oh no!" Yeah, no, it it oh, very no. much feels like an all hands on deck situation where yeah. it's like, I we're gonna get to a point, you know, and I think that's gonna be part of like bridging that gap between Nat and Lottie of like everybody is gonna kind of put their own stuff aside. Because there is this larger existential yeah. threat to them now, right? Like something is coming after them. And now 
with what we learned from Lottie last week as far as Travis's death, like something is coming for them. And I wonder And it wants I them think... dead. It it literally it he wants blood. So like that My prediction is kind of like I think we're all gonna everyone is gonna end up like where Lottie and Nat are. Like yeah. I, I don't think that they're going to leave that. Yeah, I don't. It, it also like really spookily looks. Is that a word? Um, looks like when they like pan out and they show the like vista mm-hmm. and the lake and the mountains. It looks like where they were yeah, in the woods, and I feel like they might all end up there. Now Misty and Elijah Wood are on their way. I guess we can. My guess is that that's where the credit card is going to leave them. They're going to be like on their way. Right. Right. There. Who knows where Ty is going to end up? Yeah, and Van, I don't know. I still am like just in New Jersey. So it's like, how do they get back in the loop? But I still like, I'm like, is Van a purple person? I don't know why. There's nothing. I keep trying to like pause like the credit and like see. (laughs) Like anytime they show her, I'm like, is she wearing a purple sweater? Yeah, um, I or like, is she involved? Or like, still in touch with Lottie? Yeah, I did kind of have that thought. I mean, the only reason I don't think she's on the compound is because I feel like at this point Nat would, would have seen her. her. Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe she's just been preoccupied with Fort Girl. Who knows? Um, her arch nemesis, Fort Girl. Um, but doesn't Fort Girl sound like a like a bad superhero, like a <laughs> Captain Underpants style superhero? Fort Girl. Um. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I did kind of have that thought of, like, it would be interesting if one of the girls from the woods was still one of Lottie's acolytes. And at this point, like, Van was sort of the option. Um, I was, oh, one one more thing. mm -hmm. And you know what? Um, I was, at first, I was surprised that Misty was team Lottie. Uh But then I was like, you know... She's so desperate to belong uh-huh. and to, like, fit in and to be, have that, like, sense of, right. you know, like, I guess just sense of belonging, sense of community friendship that I'm like, oh, maybe it, maybe it makes sense that she's, because I was, I don't know, it was just, I was like, would she? Then I was like, oh. Right. Because she picks up the birds, right? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I think she does. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I mean, because I think there's just as much opportunity for it to be like, you know, people love to bond over hating shit just as much. Yeah. But I do think, I mean, the thing about Misty is like as as desperate as she is to belong and to be a part of something, she's never not going to follow her own arrow while she does that. Like Misty is always going to be herself while she's doing it like she's going to say my baby's power gift to you is this monologue from sweet magnolias like she's misty is never going to read the room and make her decision based on that misty's just going to do what she does and then be confused when people like don't like it you know what i mean like so yeah i guess you know in that way it's kind of like okay well like if misty buys it misty buys it you know Mm -hmm. we don't really have a ton of misty's backstory so I'm wondering no. if at some point we're gonna get that. Like you're right, we don't because we what went on with Misty's home life. I could also see like if we find out that Misty had a mom who was like 
you know, I don't know, super religious or like something like mm-hmm. kind of like throw just like a wrench in it that way. Like that would kind of be interesting. Um, I'd like to know what, why is Misty? That's the, <laughs> I just, why? Why? How are you? Like what, why? Um, I could also, oh no, it's a snaps. I could also see like one of her parents being like a survivalist or whatever. <laughs> like a. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I for some reason I feel like we we got flashbacks to Misty, but kind of just in relation to yeah. like the soccer like, and have a kind of like everyone else, yeah. but not because we got Lottie and Ty and Nat and Sean and Jackie. Yeah, Misty so. was the only one that we got kind of yeah. like we got her current day and in the past, but in the past, I mean, it was like the the dichotomy of it was such that it like in the past Misty is more of a supporting character mm-hmm. and now because of the number of girls that aren't around anymore and the way that the dynamic has changed and her you know particular set of skills like Misty is now a main character you know what I mean like yeah. so Misty's kind of got this perverse relationship to the whole thing where it's like because of what happened to them she's finally sort of in like and then she's calling Nat her best friend and Nat is like please for the love of God, stop. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I mean, it's that's it's very interesting. So I'd love to find out more about that. But um, we got a lot to look forward to, I think. We got seven more episodes, presumably, and a lot of ground to cover. So join us for that. We'll be back I'm sure I time. won't see any of it coming. <laughs> I'm sure it will all be a surprise. Um, I'm sure it'll be very spooky. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll be back here, uh, next week to talk about it. So please, uh, join us. Um, if you're enjoying this, please feel free to share this newsletter with your, uh, friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, uh, people you see on the street, um, et cetera, et cetera. This one is free to one and all. So, um, pass us around. Nope. <laughs> Uh, thanks for being here, folks. Don't eat your friends. Bye. Bye. <laughs>